your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. There's no one across from me today because it's a solo show, but that doesn't mean that I don't have content. I've got a ton of it. On today's show, we are going to discuss esports with the Call of Duty League and the Seattle Surge. Yes, Seattle has their own pro esports team. I love it. We will also talk with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach about some interesting news over from Valve, and I will get our comic book recommendations from Scott over at Comics Dungeon. If you guys want to get a hold of us, you can do so just by going to, well, bjgeeknation.com. That's where you will find all of our social media, the ways that you can contact us and get a hold of us by Twitter, by Facebook, by email, and even more. So please do so. And if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate it. And it's one of those things that we really, really do enjoy uh, seeing because uh, I've said before, we've got sort of fragile egos and we always love to hear those awesome uh, awesome words of kindness and such. Give us that five-star review. And if you do take a screenshot, send us a message at bjgeeknation at gmail.com or on any of the social media. We will send you a completely random comic book with... Uh, in addition, one of the little uh, placards we have, a little cardboard piece that says BJ Shea's Geek Nation, and it'll be signed. So uh, that's something uh, that could be kind of fun for everyone. Sure, why not? Uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. And I do want to start this off talking about the Seattle Surge. Now, the Call of Duty League is a professional esports league for Call of Duty. It's organized by Activision, and they had done something previous with the Overwatch League. Anyway, Call of Duty League is a global city-based esports league. They've got 12 professional teams, and this year they have announced, actually back in, uh, oh my gosh, September, one of the last teams they announced was our team, the Seattle Surge. And this previous week, I had a chance to talk with not only the esports director of the Seattle Surge, Mr. Tim Holloway, but also one of the combatants in this field, uh, Mr. Octane. Uh, Sam was pretty amazing uh, and a good chance to talk with them about this. So without any further ado, I want to let you guys hear what this thing is about, what this league is about from Mr. Tim Holloway. I am down here at CenturyLink Field. This is the field in which the Sounders have just recently won their second championship. The Seahawks have won their, well, they didn't win the Super Bowl here, but they're Super Bowl <laughs> champions. And we're hoping to get another team here with a championship feel on that. But I'm talking esports this time. And with the Call of Duty League, I've got Tim Holloway with me. And Tim, you are part of the group that has brought the Seattle Surge to Seattle. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and how you got uh, the team here. 
Yeah, so uh, Tim Holloway, uh, Director of Esports at Aquilini Entertainment. Um, so this was something that the, the parent company, Aquilini Group, and the, the family really want to get involved in. Um, last year, uh, they, we had our Vancouver Titans in the, in the Overwatch League. So it was our first, league, or first year into uh, esports and uh, the traditional base model um, mm-hmm. that Activision Blizzard have uh, so, uh, I think, geniusly uh, thought of. <laughs> um, and so when this opportunity came up, uh, each Overwatch franchise was kind of given the, uh, the option of opting in first. Um, so we did our due diligence and went through it. And right when we you know we thought call of duty we, we thought of seattle just this market i think um is so passionate of of esports so passionate of sports as, as you highlighted Absolutely, before yeah. and and we just think there's so many synergies between uh seattle call of duty and and what we're trying to build the brand around um and and on a championship uh, uh note there i will say i think i think uh, our partners at enthusiast gaming did a great job of putting together i think on paper the best team um i know they're excited to get going and uh, we have we actually have uh sam and ian up right now doing an interview right next to me and i know they even just said like seattle's just just what it means to them to play in for a seattle team so it's pretty remarkable with the gaming and the tech community here in seattle it's been just just massive like you've got to be excited about just how many people are into the gaming in this community yeah and that's i mean even even with our name the seattle surge as much as there's a you know uh the branding aspect of, of poseidon and, and the pacific northwest of love it or hate it, it is you know rainy sometimes and, and we, get, we get the wind as we are today yeah right. but it's also you know a tip of the hat to to the surge of the silicon forest and as, as you just said with all the the tech companies here and, and you know some of the biggest corporations are headquartered here and, and have been for a while it's i think it's the best of both worlds where there's such a good grassroots fan base but also a, a very established uh i think um headquarters of uh being progressive in this in this esports space and and the digital space and one of the things i love because a lot of people will be like well why are you watching people play video games and my biggest argument to that is well why are you watching people play football because you want to watch people playing at a championship level it's something that I can't do personally. So I want to be able to watch these people be able to do that. And part of that is having a cohesive team. So be able to bring that together and to bring that to, to Seattle. It, it just seems like a, a perfect fit. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I, I laugh. I get asked that all the time <laughs> as well. And it's like, it's like golf, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, I'm watching video, people play video games. I'm like, all right, well you watch the masters. I'm sure you think you can swing a club like Tiger Woods, <laughs> but I'm sorry, you can't. So it's exactly right. It's, it's the competitiveness. It's the professional level and what, what these guys do day in and day out and train just like any professional athlete would mentally physically emotionally um it's going to be pretty impressive to see them you know put their talents uh in for the uh, for the people of seattle and the call of duty league starts at the beginning of next year yeah. and it will be traveling around but some of the main uh games that will be played in seattle will start in uh april, april and yeah. may yeah. and so people will be able to come down and witness this and watch it correct absolutely so that's actually why we're why we're here for our first kind of activation uh with our seattle surge um uh team members and and uh, some head office members in vancouver As tickets actually go on sale today oh, um, for april 18th 19th at wamu theater um which is very special because i think you know we're where the Sounders won this championship, where the Seahawks have played so well, right in the same, you know, in the same compound, if you will, our Seattle Surge is going to kick off uh, their home state series. And then also the one that I'm really much looking or very much looking forward to is we also have the Memorial Day long weekend. Uh, so the team will be here uh, May 24th, 25th. So the Sunday, Monday of that weekend. Perfect. And that's going to be a huge shout out to just our, our veterans and our and our military branches around uh, uh, America and around the world. Call of Duty has been around for many years. And it, I, I think if not the 
most popular video game of like literally of all time, just the way they've been putting it out. It's fun to be able to incorporate a game that has such a longevity and a legacy into a modern esports league. Yeah, no, and that and that's what's crazy. I think I believe it's it's going in sixteenth year. And if you look at what Call of Duty done, it's a cultural phenomenon more than I think it's just a, a, a video game, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, right. And yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and if you even look at the numbers, I mean, it's just it's just outrageous how the the modern warfare role it's gone. I mean, it came out. Uh, it was launched October twenty fifth, and just so much positive reviews and 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 the success it's already had. So I think next year, as you said, that when the season kicks off uh, in in Minnesota, I think this is just it's 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 fishing for with dynamite right now. It's uh, I'm really excited. Yeah. <laughs> I love that term. When the announcement was made, uh, it was made in September, correct? Yeah. For the Seattle Surge, it's been kind of a whirlwind for you. Has it has how hectic has it been for you going through now? That's what we were we were kind of laughing about when. So our Vancouver Titans and shout out to to our, all of our Titans fans out there as well. They made it to the Grand Finals uh, this year in Philadelphia, and that was the very end of uh, September. Unfortunately, lost uh, to uh, the San Francisco Shock. But after that, we're like, oh, okay, things will kind of slow down a bit. But then it was like, no, 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 ramp it right back up. And uh, it, I got to say though, it, it's more of a you know, they, they, it's like the saying goes: if you wake up loving what you do, you never go to work. Yes. day in your life and yes. that's exactly what it is it's it is the wild wild west it's fast fast go go you know uh learning a lot uh developing a lot and um i, I will say the one uh blessing um is just the team we have around us at, at canuck sports entertainment where um, we're all in this together even the franchises across the league um there's a lot of collaboration and and uh with with the call of duty league as well um so we're really rolling out the, the best product for our fans do you see any sort of tie-in with any with Canucks or anything along those lines with this? If I had my way, yes, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it's absolutely in in, in the hopper um, right now. Though we're just focusing on 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 our our, our battles right now. So mm-hmm. right now, rolling out the ticket on sale today, uh, building the brand up more, getting getting. Uh, I like to call it the story telling if you will of our players and our and what we're going to bring to Seattle. And then with that, I think it's not if it's when, um, mm-hmm. but it'll be the right time, the right moment. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, we've got to build the surge up for the exactly, surge. Exactly. 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 <laughs> Tim, thank you so much for spending some time with me. Again, tickets going on sale now, so go check it out. And uh, where can people find all the information? Yeah, uh, I, I would go to our Twitter at Seattle Surge, uh, Instagram at Seattle Surge, and and uh, it'll be all dialed in. It'll take you to a portal. And um, this is this is not only to the you know the hardcore Call of Duty enthusiasts, but people that are even the unknown fan or even kind of scratch their heads like, what is this kind of phenomenon? Come check it out. It's not the sport of the future. It's the sport of right now. And And uh, can't wait to see you guys in April. Thank you so much, Tim. Awesome. Thanks, man. Really super excited for all of this. And I was even more excited to be able to talk to one of the players, Octane. I am here with one of the Call of Duty League players, Octane. Sam. Sam, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. So uh, is this your first time in Seattle? No, this is my third time in Seattle. I was here for PAX like 15 years ago or something. Nice. Um, I was here for an open event two years ago for Call of Duty, and now this is my third. So how was the open event for Call of Duty uh, deferring from uh, what the Call of Duty League is doing here? Uh, it was a larger scale. Um, and, you know, every single pro team, there's a lot of amateur teams, so it's just more people, basically. Um, now there's going to be pro teams only to be home stands. Um, it's it's going to be a different system for sure, but I'm looking forward to it just because the home crowd. And how long have you been playing Call of Duty? Since I was born, pretty much. <laughs> Started, uh, I started on the very first Call of Duty, so I don't even know wow, when nice, that was. Nice. What what draws you to that to Call of Duty as opposed to um, other uh, video games, especially dealing with uh, leagues or team uh, team matchups and professional level uh, sports? I was just really really good at it, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I started playing just cause it was a game I picked up. Everyone played it, so naturally as a little kid, you know, I started playing, and then um, my older brother figured out that I was better than he was, and he got super pissed. <laughs> so uh, you know, I just kept going because you know I figured out that I was pretty good, and then uh, years down the 
line I'm here now. Now, tell me a little bit about how it works on the professional esports level of a team sport such as this, because everyone can just, you know, play with their friends, you know, trade sticks or however they want to do this. But when it comes down to this, there's a massive amount of training and you're, you're taking this as your profession. So I have to imagine that you have to deal with it in that sort of manner. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I can't compare it to, you know, football or basketball or anything on like the physical level, but the mental level for sure. I mean, I'm playing 12 hours a day, give or take, you know, I've, I've missed countless like you know family gatherings birthdays <laughs> holidays like it's call of duty has overtaken my entire life and i think that's what it takes to be good at the high like at the highest level of anything period not just esports so i mean it's it's as serious as any job it's as serious as any sport it's just a lot more mental for sure um i mean i can't speak on behalf of of actual sports but the fans are also a different thing like you know i'm on twitter my entire life is on the internet yeah, as opposed yeah. to to real sports so i mean like they could go you know play a phenomenal game not go online and then not worry about it but like you know, again, my entire life is online, so I read everything that people are saying. Oh, man, you're reading the comments. You can't I mean, do that. I mean, it's a force of habit. I've never been one to, like, you know, take it in and, you know, yeah. think about it for sure. But like I said, it's my entire life being online. You can't avoid it. Now, with the Seattle Surge, the uh, the games are going to be starting. The league is starting up uh, this coming up year. And uh, I just talked with Tim about the, the road schedule, and you're going to be starting in January. In Minnesota. In Minnesota. So that's kind of exciting. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the weather, hopefully yeah. that you won't get snowed in or anything yeah. along those lines. But then in April and May, you'll be here in Seattle taking that on. It's got to be kind of fun to have. You'll have a home crowd. Yeah. Um, I've never – I was on Optic briefly, so that was, like, probably the craziest, like, closest thing I'll have to a home crowd but All right, yeah um i mean the fans i've never really had a home crowd before in anything so i think uh coming to seattle and be able to put on for a city is something that i've never experienced but i'm definitely looking forward to that's really cool and even just like having the fun with this i love the fact that with the seattle surge it has such a it's got a primal name when it comes down to an elemental name yeah right so it's it, i mean i'm really excited to see what you are what you guys are going to be doing here and having some fun with that if people really want to get down to it and they say hey I, I'm good at this game, whatever game they may be playing. What's what's something, a little bit of advice that you would give them in order to maybe be able to go to that next level? Be prepared to have the long days because, they're, like I said, like there are no... There are no days off, essentially, unless it's some life-threatening or, like, you know, you got to do something that's just insane. Like I, like I said, I've missed birthdays, I've missed holidays, I've missed Thanksgiving. Like, I put my entire life into it to become what I am right now and I think that a lot of people aren't willing to do that or yeah. aren't prepared to do that like they'll, they'll say like yeah you know I can I can miss a birthday here and there or like you know I, I won't go eat dinner with my family this one time you know but they don't they don't actually understand what it's going to take and I think uh my number one piece of advice if I had to to give some would be to be able to take constructive criticism because a lot of people specifically in Call of Duty are uh not hot-headed but a little egotistical when it comes to you know not even like from a bad spot like advice just how to become a better player a lot of people take it as like a personal attack or yeah. uh just a shot to their ego essentially but i mean um if, you, if you're able to improve based on other people's criticisms you're gonna be a good player right on and then finally uh preferred weapon when you're playing call of duty ever yes oh man <laughs> giving you the hard ones yeah i gotta think about this one for a second um probably the intervention from modern warfare 2 or the m40 from cod 4 What'd you love? What'd you love about them? Uh, I grew up as like a YouTube sniper, like FaZe and all those guys. Uh -huh. um, before I started playing competitively, I, I did all that stuff. You know, went for clips and uploaded them to YouTube and stuff. So uh, my early childhood, I just really resonated with that. And uh, where can people find you on social? Uh, Octane Sam on everything. Awesome. Thank you so much, man.
Now, as the guy said, this is going to be going on starting next year in Minneapolis, but we will be having a couple of homestands, so definitely check this out. Tickets are on sale right now. Go to the Twitter page, at Seattle Surge, and you'll be able to get all of that information. Now, moving on from this... Half-Life seems to be coming out with a new game. It doesn't sound like it's Half-Life 3, but of course I've got Gareth Von Kallenbach to talk about it. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed in Review, that is SKNR.net, and there's a lot of video game news going on, and there's some stuff that is uh, really getting the rumor mills rolling around, and it has to do with Half-Life. What's going on, Gareth? Well, finally, after, oh, what? 12, 14 years of waiting, it looks like we're finally getting some traction in the Half-Life universe. Uh, What is happening is there is a new game coming. Uh, It's for VR only. Now, we don't know whether it's just PC VR or if it'll make it to the PlayStation VR, but it's called Alex, and that's A-L-Y-X. And for those who really are immersed in the lore, they'll remember Alex Vance was one of the characters in the... uh, Half-Life 2 episodic content that, um, you know, with the original plan, they were going to release all these episodes every so months and continue it on. And then what happened was the second one came out and ended on a cliffhanger, and that was it. We never got the uh, conclusion. So uh, some people are quick to say this was not Half-Life 3, but... (laughs) It's a step in the right direction. And, you know, what I'm really curious about is I don't know if you got a chance to play this, but a few years ago at PAX, when uh, the um, HTC was getting ready to come out and the Oculus, they had a demonstration, and it was never intended for retail release or anything like that, but there was a uh, portal uh, demonstration where you were in Aperture Labs and you went around and GLaDOS was there and all of that, and you had to physically use the Vive to, like, manipulate objects and stuff in Aperture Labs. So uh, for those who follow Portal, it was quite impressive. And, you you know, there's a part of me saying that was done in conjunction with Valve. If that's what they've got in mind for Half-Life, for whatever this turns out to be, then I think we've got a real treat on our hands. That's cool. I mean, this is the, the, the simple fact of the matter is that anything new from Half-Life is going to get a whole bunch of fanboys really excited, even if it's not three and more along the lines of a 2.5. And do you think that uh, if they're going to be going with a, a VR aspect on this only, do you think that it's just where they're going to be going in the future? Or do you think this is just going to be a one-off sort of thing at this point? I think it depends on how it sells, like anything else. I think if it sells really big, uh, it's going to go well. but you know, I have a lot of questions, like, is it going to be a shooter, or is it going to be more of a puzzle game that happens to have a little bit of shooting to it? I, you know, I sit there and I look back to, like, Wolfenstein uh, Cyberpilot, which was a shooter, but there were some, uh, you know, like, manual manipulation where you to move cartridges around and things like that. And I think the biggest problem that I see uh, for them is When you put out a Half-Life game, people have a PC, people have consoles, they're ready to play. If this is PC VR only, I mean, for example, I do not have an Oculus or an HTC. I have PSVR. I know one member of the staff who does have it. So how accessible is this going to be? I mean, as much as I love Half-Life, I'm not going to go out and buy another VR rig just to play the thing. 
<laughs> I mean, that's a really good point on that. And especially, I mean, I have a Vive at home. So, uh, you know, uh, I'll test it out for you. So go ahead and uh, just send those codes my way. Perfect. <laughs> now, moving on. Only if you capture video. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> now, moving on from that and going to the new Stadia, this is Google's foray into gaming, correct? And we have talked about this before. And, so what's going on with it now? Okay. Well, it, it's launching. Okay. And unfortunately, oh. it's been a bit of a cluster for them. Now, as you know, new game, new technology rollouts don't always go smooth. And people <laughs> will tell you all the time about connectivity issues or, you know, let, let's not forget Red Dead 2 PC. Oof. Most people couldn't even couldn't even get it to boot up for the first week uh, or so. You know, these things happen. Well, one of the big problems with Stadium, for those who don't know, it's essentially a controller that you hook into an online service that allows you to buy and play the latest games without having to have a loaded console, without having to have a loaded PC. Now, you and I have discussed, uh, you know, my concern is, Sure, it looked fine and ran fine in a controlled room where I'm sitting there playing it. Yeah. How is it going to work when I have to deal with the internet and so on and so forth? And apparently that's been the problem. You hear a lot of, of stories about, you know, we hear stories from people saying that this vaunted 4K is not being reached. Um, you know, it's struggling to do 1080. I've read people tell me Red Dead 2 looks like absolute garbage Ooh. on the thing. I've had people say, you know, connectivity issues are a problem. And then here's one that I just, I looked at and said, wow, how do you make this mistake? So when they were doing a pre-order, apparently they, um, you know, when they were selling the kits ahead of time, people were going on the early adopters, they were pre-ordering it, paying it full and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So they're getting their hardware, but they don't have an activation code and they're being told, Oh, that'll come in a few days. What? Dude. Yeah, exactly. No. And so people are, yeah. And people are all over Reddit and all over the threads. And I guess it has taken on a life of its own. And now it's become, how do you cancel your order? Oh, <laughs> and, man. And so, you know, I, I, I'm really curious to see how this is going to play out. I also think they have supply issues because, I got an email the other day asking if we wanted to try it out. I said, sure. They're like, okay, we got you at the top of the list. We don't know when we'll have units back in, but as soon as we do, we'll work to get one that way. And then, you know, and I'm thinking about it going, yeah, I'm not going to be buying these games through your store. I get them, you know, sent to me for review purposes. So, hey, what am I going to be reviewing here? Yeah, how's Unless that there's going? a way if you already own it to play it through that. Who knows? But. Uh, my guess is they'll probably have a little media account for us to use for the first few weeks. <laughs> so we'll see. New launch, new problems. I go totally get that sort of thing. Hopefully it's not going to be something that every gamer freaks out at and then decides just to bag on it. I do get the, the vocal minority going out there and uh, spouting off, especially uh, you know online and places like Reddit. Here's hoping that they get their ass together and get it done. Now, a company that mm, I don't know uh, how well they've been doing on the old uh, PR front, especially with Fallout 76 and the issues that they have with that. But Bethesda has, uh, have they cre 
Now, you told me that they've created a new studio. Now, what does this have to do with anything? Okay, so well, what Bethesda's been doing is they have been expanding the number of studios they have. And simply put, a studio are the people that make your games for you or help work on games. You can put them together and then you distribute them. And some studios are independent. They make games under contract or they cut deals, whatever. Bethesda has been actively acquiring and starting up new studios. So the idea behind this is that not only will there be faster turnaround time on projects, uh-huh. uh, they will be able to put more projects out. So uh, to give you an example, let's take something like Elder Scrolls Six. Mm-hmm. So the wildest optimistic guess I've heard is late next year, a lot of people think that's unrealistic it's probably going to be a 2021 title possibly even longer than that well let's say for whatever reason they lock it in on a date and they go oh man we're not going to make this deadline uh you can of course delay it you can release it not quite finished or if you have a studio that's not entirely fully committed to a project you can move some of those engineers over to it to help it online uh you know a, a prime example is activision is notorious for when they're working on a call of duty game they often have another company work on the multiplayer aspect of it Uh, so they can say you know you guys work on the story you work on the engine you guys do the maps and the multiplayer that way we can make our our window well what's happened is there's a company called human head studios and they were famous for the original prey game and what has happened is they were supposed to do a sequel called Prey 2. This is not the one that came out a couple of years ago. That was a complete reboot of the franchise. Prey 2 was so far along, we even had a full interview for it. And essentially, it was too <laughs> ambitious for the tech of the time. It got scrapped, and the company never really recovered from that. They fended off a hostile takeover. They put out a few games for some other people that didn't work. The company pretty much folded recently. They put out a game... Uh, a couple of months ago, they have another one coming out, uh, you know, but that's it. Company folded. Well, what happened was someone in the industry went ahead and went over to Bethesda and said, look, here's all these really talented people that have just lost their jobs. Bethesda grabbed them up and said, fine, you're opening a new studio for us. Oh. And so now the big question is, okay, so what's coming? You know, you look at it and say, Rage 2 just had its... Um, second DLC come out and as far as we know that's it we know about Starfield and Elder Scrolls in the work um, you know Fallout already has its game and they're continuing to work on it so and we know about Doom Eternal is coming next year so what's next wow. and that's why everybody's starting to look already at E3 2018 you know, E3 <laughs> in June because they're like what's Bethesda going to announce in their showcase because with the exception of Doom, everything else, we only know of two other titles, and none of them have a release date. Interesting. Do you so, see, could you see like this, uh, this extra group of uh, these people being almost like uh, a sort of, like even you were alluding to before with like Call of Duty and such, like a backup or like an assistance for a lot of these other projects? Or do you feel like maybe that this would be a group of people who are, would be starting doing their own thing or at least a different project that is either not announced or has been announced and it has, is just on the pipeline at this point? You know, that's a really good question. A lot of it has to do with uh, what is currently 
coming up. I, you know, I, as you know, I worked at a couple of game companies years ago, and I used to see things like the moment a project ended, people got paranoid because oh, if yeah. they weren't directly assigned to an, another project, they weren't going to be paid to sit around to do that. Some people were on teams like you work on the police quest line or you work on the king's quest. So they knew that the moment the game came out, they would immediately go to work on the next installment. And I think in a situation like this, unless they have a firm project in mind where they say, you're going to do this, one of two things is happening. They're either, like you said, going to put these guys to help out elsewhere. Because, you know, in this day and age of the Internet, these things can be coded anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. They send their work over. You continue send it back. Or they could be doing that but also saying, okay, here you go. Let's hear your pitches. That would be and fun. That would be fun, yeah. And it's usually a little bit of that. Either the studio comes in and says, this is what we want. Get to work on it. Or, um, you know, you're helping out on this and let's hear your pitches. Or it's a combination of the three. So it will be very interesting to see what they have. But you would think they wouldn't have hired all these people. It wasn't like they were cherry-picking people as far as i understand they grabbed everybody so you would have to think <laughs> if you're going to take on that kind of payroll you have something in mind yeah yeah here's hoping and i know that you're going to keep on the pulse of all this and get that news as we uh, as it is launched out there into the uh, internet and more uh people can find out more information about all of this including games including television movies and just so much geek stuff at skewed and reviewed you can find it at sknr.net on all social media or you know i mean it's google you could just search for skewed and reviewed thank you so much gareth Anytime. Take care. Let me know how excited you are for Half-Life Alex with the VR. I'm probably going to be getting it because I have an HTC Vive at home. And aside from playing Fallout or Skyrim again, and of course Beat Saber, I want another game. And I love these types of games also because they really seem to be focusing on the hand movements and it's not so much getting me motion sick, which... I, you know what? I'll be perfectly honest. I thought I was going to have a huge issue with. Turns out I'm not really having any problems with it at all. So I'm really, really, really thankful for that. And without any further ado, we need to get our comic book recommendations from Scott over at Comics Dungeon. And if you want comic book recommendations or if you just want to check out an awesome comic book store in the Seattle area, go to ComicsDungeon.com. Scott, we get comic book recommendations from you because I trust you, sir. And I know that the holidays are coming up and some Sometimes you want to get something for somebody who is a fan of comic books and maybe they don't have all those classic stories. And you got something right up the alley for that, right? Absolutely. Uh, DC has been putting out these 100-page giants for a while. They originally tested the market at Walmart a uh, year and a half or so ago, and uh, they were a huge hit. Um, they they sold out, like, immediately at Walmart, you know, uh the, the the nerd herd was waiting at the door for the stores <laughs> to open to, to, to come and get them. So it, 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 it was spectacular. And I've actually had a chance to sit down and, and read a few of them lately. And what I like about them is you're getting a new story or two, and then you get all these classic reprints of, of stories that uh, you may have missed or you're not old enough to have seen them come out or, <laughs> or whatever. And they're, they're priced impressively, too. They're $5 a piece for 100 pages worth of comics. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so it's, 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 it's absolutely awesome. They're, they're putting great talent, great writers on the stories, um, on the new stories, and you're getting 
uh, artists that you probably haven't seen uh, doing the art for them. And it's a, it's a great mix. So you're pretty much guaranteed a great story and uh, to see some, some new takes on some of the art. So um, there's something out there for everyone. Flash, Batman, Wonder Woman, Swamp Thing, Aquaman. Wow. Uh, That's pretty awesome, too, if you're also maybe a, a parent or an aunt or maybe there's another kid in your life who uh, who is really like super gloms onto one specific superhero and maybe you don't know what comics they have because this has so many that there's they're bound to not have some of these at least <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's a safe bet uh, uh the vast majority of them are very all ages uh, appropriate so uh oh, perfect for those out there wondering what to get for five dollars fill someone's stocking full of them that's 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 better than what my aunt did back when I told her how much of a Star Wars fan I was. She got me the second book in a trilogy, so I got the 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 middle meat of it all, but I didn't know why it was happening or what happened afterwards. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. the, 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 the nerds want completeness. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what other thing do you have for us? The the other uh, book I have is uh, out of the DC Young Animal line, and this this line is uh, the line that DC has that's curated by uh, Gerard Way from um, uh, My Chemical Romance. Thank you. MCR. Yes, yeah. and also Umbrella Academy as well. And Umbrella Academy and all of that. So he's he's curating an entire line, and this is uh, a, a title called uh, Far Sector, and it's a Green Lantern book. It's in the DC continuity, but she is literally out at the end of the the, the known wor- universe, I guess Whoa. not world. And she's out there. She's a Green Lantern. She's by herself. She's human. She's from New York City, so she's got some of that New York attitude, <laughs> and. And she's out here protecting this super advanced uh, set of planets that uh, has gone hundreds and hundreds of years without a murder, and a murder happened. Yeah, it's like, like, well, now we don't have to worry about that anymore because now zero days without a murder in the galaxy. Exactly. <laughs> and but they they all of a sudden go, we don't know how to solve a murder. Oh. Uh, we don't we don't have forensics. We don't you know we don't have the process. So she's out there trying to be the lawman or law person, and uh, is 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 struggling with the politics and the and where society thinks she should fit in and 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 how to play. So it's actually a really interesting take on Green Lantern, a uh, little bit of crime, and uh, I think it's a good. Really good take. Nice. I mean, two good fares from DC there. Some stuff for the nerd new, maybe some gift giving stuff. I love all of that. Again, if anybody else has any other uh, things that they maybe want to get some good comic recommendations from, you can do so just by checking out comicsdungeon.com, going to the store itself if you can, and bug the hell out of Scott. <laughs> Thank you so much, Scott. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. I've said it before, and I will say it again. If you're watching pro sports, you can continue to watch pro esports. It's the same thing. You want to see these people at the championship level, and I'm really, really excited to check out the Seattle Surge. Many thanks to Tim and Octane for spending a little bit of time with me at their announcement. And get those tickets right now. Go to their Twitter account, at Seattle Surge. You'll get all the information to do so. Follow Octane. Follow all of the players on there and hopefully I'll see you guys out at a game or at least supporting them online and until next time guys stay nerdy your inner geek wants to come out and play but where to 
go. Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. 